You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Las Vegas is, by any formal definition, a city. With a population of 630-odd thousand, it's bigger than Louisville. More than that, it's a city that contains cities. There is a Paris in Las Vegas. There is Venice in Las Vegas. There is even New York, New York, Las Vegas. And yet, Las Vegas never really felt like a city. The footprints of the giant looming resorts of the Strip are too broad and large and isolated to feel like a real downtown. Not to mention that, you know, a bunch of them are simulating other downtowns. Where is the high-rise living? The pedestrian shopping? The public transit? Nowhere. Until 2009, when City Center opened to solve those problems. And create a few of its own. This is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. I'm calling this Episode Zero, a stress test for us to get a hang of things and you to get an idea of the things we're getting a hang of. Everybody learns something. Today's episode, you gotta fry a few eggs. There were a lot of Shall we say difficulties between the 2004 announcement of City Center, the largest privately built development in American history, and its opening in 2009, a time period that you may notice straddles the subprime mortgage debacle and subsequent economic crash of 2007. MGM Mirage noticed when financing faltered and they had to seek help from Dubai World to keep building. There was the Harmon a 47-story, high-rise, mixed-use condo hotel building by the acclaimed architect Norman Foster, which ran out of money at 25 floors and called it a day. There were the defects found in the steel reinforcements of the completed 25 stories that kept the tower complete yet empty from 2010 until 2014, when demolition began. By 2015, the Harmon was entirely gone, having never even opened. You could call it a mirage, but Vegas already has one of those. There were the shopping centers, several of which stalled in opening, and several of which, after opening, were quickly sold off. And then there were the accidents. The 3,000-pound steel wall that fell from a crane, striking four workers and killing two. The worker who fell to his death from the third floor of the main resort, Another who fell likewise from the fourth floor of the Aria Hotel and Casino. 
or the man who was caught between a crane's track and counterweight system, tragically crushed to death. There was the walk-off, after that last one, of all construction workers from the project, the demands for greater safety and oversight. But probably, if you know enough about City Center to name a problem with it, you're thinking about the outdoor pool at Vidara. Vidara was the proof that City Center was still striding, or perhaps limping a little, towards its grand completion. Designed by the acclaimed Raphael Vinoli, the gleaming Vidara Hotel and Spa was, at 57 stories, the first completed property on the crowded astroturf metropolis of City Center. It really is a grand building. Three long, narrow towers interlaid atop one another like a standing collection of oversized books, paperbacks, not hardcovers, as all three sections are bent into grand parabolic curves, bowing around to offer each guest a perfect view of the Aria Hotel and Casino across the way. And three flights above street level is the two-story spa, jutting out over the cloverleaf of traffic below. 40,000 square feet that includes 11 private treatment rooms, a sauna, a steam room, a full-service salon, a fitness center, a number of lounges, a smoothie bar, and topside, 19 private cabanas, many of which have private pools of their own, in addition to the main public beautiful swerving pool ringed by countless tanning and lounge chairs. All of it in the shadow of that 578-foot curving skyscraper above. No, uh, shadow isn't right. What's the, what's the word I'm searching for? Uh, death ray. Death ray. All of it in the death ray of the 578-foot curving skyscraper above. The first reported incident involved Bill Pintus, a lawyer and investment broker from Chicago who decided to sun himself on deck after a short swim in the pool. He lay down on his stomach, closed his eyes, and allowed himself to drift off into a light, relaxing sleep, only to have it interrupted by a burning hot shot of light upon him. He jumped to his feet and tried to grab his flip-flops, only to find them too hot to touch. Pintus had to abandon his sandals that he might save himself. Scuttling off to shade, leaving, let's say, Flippy and Floppy to their fiery fates. It was only once he was safe behind cover that he noticed the smell. His hair had been singed off. The parabolic curve of the building focuses the sun's rays on a portion of the pool deck about 10 by 15 feet. The time of day and exact location of the death ray vary by season and time of year, which initially made it a difficult problem to plot a solution for. The hotel staff would prop up an umbrella or some foliage over one location, only to find a plastic cup melting, newspaper burning, or flesh blistering in another nearby location a few days later. The death ray will not be so easily quelled. The management and owners of Vidara do not, if you'd believe it, like the term death ray. They prefer to call it a solar convergence. I propose a compromise. The giant, indifferent magnifying glass for the wretched Vegas ants of humanity. 
There is also a giant, indifferent magnifying glass for the wretched Los Angelino ants of humanity, Frank Geary's Disney Concert Hall, which had to have its sheen power sanded away after nearly igniting a nearby condominium. And there is a giant, indifferent magnifying glass for the wretched Londoners of humanity, the affectionately called walkie-talkie building, which is known to melt cars parked on the other side of the street and reportedly set ablaze the carpet of an adjacent barber shop. Some tinting work is supposed to be taking care of that one. Back to Las Vegas. As of 2012, complaints at the poolside of Adara have all but been eliminated. Except for the complaints about a sunbathing deck, which is entirely covered end-to-end by a thick canopy of umbrellas. And Vidara's architect, Raphael Vinoli, he learned an important lesson about considering the many ways the environment might unexpectedly interact with his designs. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. He designed that walkie-talkie building in London that keeps frying all the cars. Nobody learns a damn thing. But actually, I've been learning quite a lot, and hope to bring that to you in a coming season in only a few weeks, where we'll begin in earnest with a story about Einstein's greatest blunder. And you have learned, in addition, not only where to avoid staying in Las Vegas, but where to tune in to hear me. So everybody wins. I'm still learning how to write a good tag. 